Podcast giving you insight into the world of career technical education and connecting you with tips from industry professionals in digital media, audio video production, and more. Listen up, you don't want to miss this. In our ninth episode, be inspired by taking a journey with Trayvon Patterson as he shares his experiences expanding DJ321 brand into a successful business venture with multiple streams of income. Gain insights into entrepreneurship and strategies for building a thriving brand. Make sure you remember to make real-world connections at the Career and Technical Education Experience. Save your seat, register now for an early bird discount at thectexperience.com. And of course, you'll get tips on how to empower yourself in education. Let's get into it. Trayvon, welcome to the show. Super excited to have you. We're going to go all the way back to how you got started from Virginia State University Radio to now. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. What's happening, Shanette? Yo, it's, it's uh, thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, I haven't been on a podcast in a minute, so yeah, I'm excited to, to share this story. So, um, been a, I've been a DJ whew, since December 27, 2001, and I was that was my senior senior year of high school. I was 17, and I had a my mom and dad gave me a credit card to start building credit early. So I took the credit card, bought some turntables, bought some records. And that's how far back it goes. Like, DJs don't even use records anymore. <laughs> so, bought some records, and it just took off from there. And once I got to Virginia State, this year, 2003, will be 20 years that I've been professionally a DJ. So, uh, just been able to make a living off of it. Did radio for about 15 years, DJing on air. Transition from radio, started my digital marketing agency, focusing on social media management. And so here we are, we on the CTE experience. Now that's what's insane because you literally are taking the idea of experiential learning and really honing that gift to support and help people. And being that you're on a CTE experience, which is all about career technical education, you talk about your parents giving you this credit card. Something inside you told you to go buy DJ equipment. Like, what was that? Because I kept asking, I kept asking my parents, like, you know, hey, uh, this is something I want to pursue because I've always loved music. So any DJ will tell you their their love for DJing is rooted in music. So when I played sports, it was always getting hyped to music, uh, doing homework. It was always music, cleaning up, music. You know, going growing up in in a household where Saturday Saturday mornings you're cleaning, you're cleaning the music. So I have you know a deep love for music, and that's what wanted me to, you know, get into the music business in some way. I wasn't going to be an artist. I wasn't trying to be a rapper or anything. I couldn't, can't sing. Uh, so I tried making beats. I wasn't really feeling that. So I remember watching Rap City and just seeing the DJ manipulate the records and the music. And I said, that's it. That's, that's what I want to venture into. And I kept, I kept bugging my parents. They, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't get it for me. I was working. I sucked at saving money. So... But what teenager does, does you know? So when I was playing sports, I, uh, my mom and dad gave me this credit card. It was only for getting gas to get to and from school or to and from home from practice. So, yeah, I went ahead and broke a load of rules and <laughs> ordered my turntable. And then tried to hide it. I hid the turntable, but I didn't know when they get that bill, I, I had no explanation for it. I just had to take that L. So it sounds like you learned two things. You learned that you need to take initiative and ownership over your own work and passion that you have for music. And then you also learned a lot about credit 
and and finance. So we're going to jump because we're going to go back and forth a lot because I went to Virginia State University while he was there. So this is great to have people that evolved, I would say, with me, you know, the the blessing is being able to see the transition. So tell me more about the the credit that you learned. Uh, tell me a little bit about more more of that. So my mom was a uh, budget analyst for the government for um, for a while, and uh, my dad always had the finance stuff on TV, like watching the news. So we were always watching the stock market. My mom would always tell me about you know saving money, managing money. She would always give me tips. So she wanted me to start building credit. Because I was coming out of getting ready to come out of high school in like a year and a half, so she wanted me to start building credit as I got older because she knew, you know, growing up that it would be very essential to my livelihood. And so we never really sat down and had a convo about credit, like APR and all of that stuff. It was just the fact that I had it for this specific purpose that she set aside for me. I didn't really learn about APR until I bought my first vehicle. And then that's when I learned about, you know, okay, get a loan, then this is your interest that you're going to pay on and things of that nature. And then, of course, my dealing with student loans, learned about it through that as well. So very interesting combo about money. Um, I tell my parents all the time, I'm grateful for how they brought me up because I learned so much during my teenage years that I'm applying now as I'm getting right into my 40s, which sounds crazy. But things that they taught me back then, still applies now and I'm glad that even I was stubborn back then but I'm able to still you know take what I learned and let it help me and be beneficial as we move forward. So this sounds great it was two great core competencies that you learned from your parents and now you're applying it many years later so where did college come in what did you major in or what prompted you to attend? So my mom had some it was a it was an individual that my mom knew her daughter went to Virginia State. And she was like, that's where you're going. You're going to Virginia State. So I had to fly to Norfolk State. And I think I had applications to VCU. But I never did them. <laughs> I did Virginia State, did the campus tour. Uh, and then they accepted my application. So, so that's, where that, that's where that came in at. You know, and It was only like an hour and 20 minutes away from where I, was, where I went to high school at in Stafford, Virginia. So went down there, majored in radio and TV, and uh, I was on a six-year program, had a little academic issues, but I came back, finished, and I got, you know, I started in radio my second semester of freshman year, and just never, just never looked back. Now, radio, what people don't realize is radio don't necessarily pay that well when you first start. So... You learned a little bit about credit, learned a little bit about debt. By this time, you're now on college campus, living a good life. You didn't get into radio. So how did you juggle with that? Or tell me about your first radio experience. So you had to go through the training process with BSU Radio. So this Winston takes you through, I forgot how long. It, I think it's like maybe a month. Um, so you go through the process. You learn the ins and outs, uh, editing, making commercials, executing on-air breaks things of that nature. So, and it, this wasn't paid at the time. So people were doing on-air shifts and, you know, uh, it's unpaid, unpaid gig. So Virginia State taught me multiple streams of income. That's what Virginia State taught me. <laughs> so uh, at the time, I had got put on academic suspension. So when I got back in, I started doing street team work at Clear Channel, which is now iHeart. 
So I, that's a part-time gig. So I was working that, and I pick and choose my schedule. So then by the time I came back, uh, students were getting paid to be on the air now at Virginia State. All right. So boom. Now I got that situation. Then my mom had me managing her property that she bought in Petersburg. So now I'm a, I'm a landlord. And I'm collecting rent. She's giving me a percentage. So now I got three streams of income and I'm a college student. So yeah, that's, that's what, <laughs> that was a very good time. Very good time back then. So yeah, multiple streams of income, um, the grind, putting in work, working towards the goal, working towards to get better. Things of that nature. Oh, and I was DJing on campus, and they started paying the campus DJ. So I had four streams of it. And that's what I love about this situation because during that time, when you said it was the grind for you, it was the grind for me as well. I was on the radio, and it was really interesting because, in my instance, it was a paid placement. But when I say placement, that's what it was because I came through by way of college work study. I had a bill. The bill I had at Virginia State was $27,000 and change. So there was no way that I had that money at all my first year. And literally when work study came up, they said, you're willing to take it. And I said, you know, sure. But then I didn't want to work in the office. And I remember, I believe his name was Dr. Modab. He said, anybody that want to work over here at the college radio station, there was no line for the college radio station. I was like, well, you know what? It beats sitting in the office pushing paper since college work study means you're literally working for free in a sense because all the money from your check is going directly to your tuition so I joined and went to Virginia State's college radio station and that's how you know it was that's how everything evolved for me which is why like some people's like why you go so hard because you don't understand I would be kicked out of this school if I don't make this show nice so yeah I get it so now okay you're on college radio and you start making the shift um, tell me about your transition to commercial radio. Like, how did you get into commercial radio and where, where did you start in commercial? So that ended up being me. And then six months later, through networking, um, I, I landed a job at 99.5 Jams in Rhonographics World in North Carolina. It's like literally a straight shot down 95 from Petersburg, about an hour away. So, and it's funny, I'm talking about this because I literally just got off the phone with uh, my guy that hired me. So we're, we're still, you know, very close to this day. He gave me the opportunity to be a weekend personality. And then also, when you move into a small market in media, you're not just on air. You're going to do everything else under the sun. So I was a weekend person. Also, I was a news assistant. So I was, you know, editing the news, filming the news. And now they pre-recorded it and aired at a later date. So I'm the producer. I'm counting anchors down. You know, I'm I'm controlling the the CG, throwing her name up there. So I did I did uh, a lot, you know, as far as when I first got my foot in the door, and then it transitioned into me being a morning show producer when they picked up Russ Parr for the morning show. So then I had to leave WBSC. So during that time period, when I was doing weekends, I would do my morning. I would do a morning show, work in the office from I would do six to ten on air, then ten to like. 12, 12.30-ish in the office, and then go home, take a nap, get on the road about 2 o'clock, and be down in North Carolina by 3, and then I was working from 3 to, like, 9, and then I would do it all over again Monday through Friday. But then I transitioned to the morning show producer, and then so I was doing uh, the night show as well. So I would do – I would – 
run Russ Parr in the morning, and then I was doing the night show. I had moved to North Carolina at this point. So then they was like, look, you're you're going over the allotted part-time hours, so we're going to make you full-time. So now I landed my first full-time position. At, this, at 99.5, this was two years. So this was in 2010. Um, that I that I landed my first full time role got benefits. Salary was trash though, <laughs> but <laughs> that yeah, like you said, starting out on radio, you don't make a lot of money. My first salary was sixteen five, sixteen thousand five hundred. So I had to DJ and use multiple streams of income to to make a living. Yeah. That's amazing because I learned from so many people's experience that moved off campus and they transitioned to commercial radio and they will always say even on commercial radio you're not going to get paid that much and being on campus I you know I was like come on I got to so I started to you know leverage the connections I had in non-commercial radio which was at 91.3 the VST Virginia State University and um got some college internships you know with these record labels and record companies so I can get the celebrity news from the promotions department early because I knew they scheduled and I landed a gig actually similar to you by networking literally getting myself on the radio i started allowing my radio air checks to be played prior to me even being there and it played so much for three months that that's when i got hired at our power 921 so you seem as if you took that time to say i'm going to be part-time but i'm going to stay consistent and evolve into full-time now you got this skill of branding marketing yourself through these works how did you proceed from there? What 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 made you get into the entrepreneurial realm? I got tired of I got tired of somebody controlling my schedule. If you you remember the uh, Breakfast Club interview when Dame Dash was on, it was like six seven years ago. He, the way he was talking to Envy, it felt like he was talking to me too. <laughs> when he said, uh, "If you have to ask to take time off, or somebody controls when you come in, when you leave, how much you make." Like, that's your daddy. I was like, oh, man, like, that that hit different. <laughs> I was like, hey, I had to do some self-reflecting after that interview. And so I had reached the ceiling, you know. Uh, my salary didn't go up. Uh, I didn't get a raise or anything during that time. So you're talking from 2010 to 2016. So you're talking six years. I'm still getting the same base salary. There's no changes. Uh, my boss really, at that time, he didn't see any value in what I was bringing to the table. Uh, and then I got cut. He had been trying to cut me every year when he made me full-time. So for the time he made me full-time in 2010, up until 2015, I was on the chopping block every time budget cuts came up. My name was top of the list. So finally, he just he went ahead and did it. He moved me from full-time to part-time didn't pay me the same rate he was paying other part-time that 10 an hour now nah, he dropped me down to 77 so here i am about to be 30 years old making no i was 30 um 770 an hour with a college degree so i fought financial insecurity uh i was uh, you know i was slightly i wouldn't say depressed but i just was not in a great state and entrepreneurship was always in the back of my mind. And then when the Dame Dash interview happened, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go there. I'm going to try to make some shape. So, and it's crazy how things worked out because one of my guys that's a DJ, he was getting ready to move to Florida. So he had a, a club situation 
Um, he didn't feel comfortable giving it to anybody else. So he reached out to me. He said, I don't want to give it to anybody else but you. And I said, man, that's out of all the DJs in the area, like you feel comfortable with me taking this one when you leave. So I did that for about a month. And the DJ money was exceeding my radio station paycheck just like from three, two nights of DJ. So I put in my notice. Uh, and it's crazy because my anniversary is coming up. Uh, in my memories on Facebook, when I put, when I let everybody know, hey, I'm getting ready to leave the radio station. So, yeah, June 30th, 2016 was my last day on air. I did my last show, and I woke up July 1 with this big Kool-Aid smile, like, yeah, I'm in control of my life. I'm living life on my own terms, and I'm able to, you know, really focus in and, and build what I want to build. And that's what I've been doing for the last six and a half years that is awesome like you literally recognize your talent identified your strength you give yourself a fair assessment it was an objective assessment and we're going to talk a little bit more about that we're going to jump into this break really quick make sure y'all keep your luck right here i am chanette i'm here with trayvon and this is the cte experience all right, so it's time for AV Exemplar. Super excited about this because I really made it as a fun project to demonstrate how to create your own music in your own beats. I just wanted to show and teach others, hey, you know, you can do it too. Just sit back, put together a plan, put together your marketing concept. I made a music video to AV Exemplar as well. That's coming soon. But check this out. AV Exemplar is available on iTunes. Let's go. The hits just keep on coming. Sometimes you just gotta look in the mirror and just start talking to yourself. Like, Ooh, girl, you could be a model. Make them all turn heads, tell them who to follow. Tell them you'll be back on until tomorrow. Too busy getting paper, can't shallow in the sorrow. Yeah, go ahead, cause I made the beat. Yeah, my name ain't Wendy, but shawty bring the heat. Yeah, teacher switching lanes, cause you're stopping your feet. Yeah, get brand clarity, we all gotta eat. Uh, speakers loud, I'm going through the nooses. Yeah, I walk it and I talk it, gonna show you how to do this With 100% sugar rush, juicy box juices Well, back to school, done ran out of time Fast track my music career like Amazon Prime And I'm so glad you had time to get in line And I will be clear like every time Yeah, I'm scrupulous and cutankerous tactics I done changed the game when I done changed my apparatus Energize the body, got you all jumping like rabbits Open to the idea of signing, keep my own cabbage Yeah, I need that publishing, something about it, gotta have it Retirement for time spent, yo, I gotta live lavish Yo, I love myself no, it's not a bad habit. Y'all go ahead, flabbergabbit. Give gift the gums gabbit. Uh, fit and slow down, don't have a hook. Like why eat ramen noodles when your chef cooks? Official Missy class, history books. Where is your swag? That's why they don't give a second look. Uh, wanna be stars, but all you watch is power. Uh, industry ain't changed, still paying by the hour. And you can't earn a living just playing with flowers. Unless you a baker's man, hospitality, cake towers. CTE, you guessed it, I'm AV. Music in your ear from A to C. I can rearrange the alphabet, elemental but I didn't invent the remix, but I'm official Messi. Yeah, I done did it, now the ball on you Maximize the moment, go ahead, the court on you Got fans in the stand, the birds done flew Yo, this train leaving station, gotta buy my Jimmy Choo It's one time, and I think I need a shame But I see a twinkle in your eye, more like a gleam You wanna hide your talents when you know you meant to be seen Stack your paper up, get yourself so fresh and so clean Hi, welcome 
Building a successful business or company requires not only a lot of dedication and hard work, but a strategy or model you can follow, using it as a guide to achieve your business goals. But you don't just need any kind of strategy or model. You need a unique one, something proven that'll stand out and beat competition. And you need to work with one using the right tools. That's why we provide you with CDMA Business Model Toolkit. CDMA Toolkit helps provide business owners with quick solutions and solid information that'll help them build their business successfully. With it, they can easily manage their time effectively using proven solutions to grow their business and change their lives. So, looking for a business model that'll help you build your brand successfully in just one month or less? Get started with CDMA Toolkit instantly using our Jumpstart, Limited Edition, or Full Access plans. For more information, check out our website at cdmabusinessmodel.com. CDMA Business Model Traffic Safety Program features Youth Traffic Safety Town Hall, which highlights the global importance of Vision Zero from young people throughout the world. Recently, Youth Traffic Safety Town Hall featured a Garfield Elementary Enrollment Fair in addition to art workshops, a photo booth, dance performances, and so much more. The goal is to creatively engage the transportation industry through photography, music, fashion, and entrepreneurship. We do this by bridging the alliance between between corporate America and youth while working with the community, local businesses, schools, and parents to inform the general public about traffic safety. Thank you for your support. We look forward to partnering with you. Please learn more at cdmabusinessmodel.com. You're listening to... If you like what you're listening to, click like, subscribe, share, or support the show. Just click the link below. Thanks for tuning in. Tell a friend. I'm Shanette, and this is the CTE Experience. Welcome back to the CTE Experience. I am Shanette. I'm here with Trayvon. Oh my goodness. This one is a phenomenal transition from a DJ. Yes, DJ 321 to Trayvon, the CEO and executive that he is today. And he's talking about how he leveraged his talents and catapulted into new heights by making real world connections. So Trayvon, tell us more about your, your company. What, what, what services do you offer? How do you muster up all the experiences that you have? in the real world to serve your clients? All right, so I have two corporations. I'll start with DJ321 Incorporated. Um, so it's a full-fledged DJ service. I service uh, corporate clients, uh, corporate clients that I've worked with in the past. Uh, let's see, AAA, Applebee's, Research Fine Foods. Uh, they're actually a consistent client that I just picked up recently. Uh, let me see. A lot of the local colleges here in the area, like Davidson College, uh, I did their pre-commencement event. That's where Steph Curry went to school at. Uh, went down there, and we had a great time. So North Carolina Wesleyan, uh, they're another uh, great client that I love working with. Um, so, yeah, I do corporate events, karaoke events. I'm, I'm doing my own karaoke shows. I have a brand called Yo Karaoke. It's an interactive old-school karaoke party. And it's not a typical karaoke night, I like to say. You don't just come up and sing and then that's it. Like, no, we party in between. And then even when people are performing, people are so engaged, they're singing along with the person performing. And you don't have to come up and sign up the old school way. You scan a QR code. And once you uh, log in, you can pick whatever song from the catalog. And then it automatically adds it to the list. So I see it on my end. I don't have to stop the party or anything. We still party and we vibe. I'm telling you, throw your hands up. And then at the same time, like, all right, up next, we got Shanette coming down. She's going to do some Mary J. 
and then boom, we just roll into your performance. So it's it's really dope, and I, I really love what I created with that. Just when people who've never done karaoke before just tell me like, man, you set the bar. Like whenever I go to a karaoke event, it has to be like how you do it, and I don't want to disappoint them, so I don't say anything. So I just like, hey, every DJ is different when they do karaoke, but just make sure you enjoy yourself. But yeah, my my DJ company. Uh, it's, it turns, man, 20, 22 uh, in December. It's a long time. But um, I, I love it. Um, I, I can see myself being like a cool red alert and, you know, being in my uh, senior years and still still out here doing events. Uh, and then I have TP Group uh, NC. That's my other corporation focusing on um, keeping social media updated for small businesses. Because business owners, they don't have a lot of time to create content, write captions, and put up posts. And so the idea came to me when I transitioned out of radio in April 2019. And I was like, man, I need to create something else because I don't want to just have, like, one source of income. And so I was always using social media. So it just, the light bulb went off. I was like, yeah, let me try this. And I locked in a new client two days after I came up with the idea and pitched it to them. And once I moved to Durham um, and I started putting myself out there, oh, man, I need this or I don't want to do this or I hate social media. I hate creating content. So I, I, I realized there was a very big problem in the marketplace when it comes to social media marketing and um, marketing your business on social media. And so I take that off business on this place and they, they love it. <laughs> I love how you have... A tpgrpnc.com a tp group north carolina but it is servicing clients literally worldwide you have some great packages you're helping clients with social media platforms with you know multiple posts per week and it's like a very very great economical fee you guys need to definitely check it out tpgrpnc.com i want to say i appreciate how you transitioned your DJing skills into a full-fledged experience because your karaoke sounds like it's a whole experience and honestly it sounds very very exciting and fun how do you manage balancing your time between the DJ brand which is your career brand that literally is now paving the way through experiences and your corporate brand through your consultancy okay so don't tell anybody else this, all right? <laughs> uh, TP Group, I work one day a week, and that's Mondays. So I have a, I have 10 clients, but actually it just doubled with a new situation I have starting next month. So I have 21 clients that I'll be working with. But I'll try to be so efficient with time that Monday is the day that I knock everybody's work out for the week. As you can see, at most, each client, they want to be posted three times a week. So that's three posts a week. So I go in and I work smart, have the templates already laid out, just swapping words and pictures, you know, rewriting the captions, hashtags stay the same. So, and I go in my calendar and just, I just do some moving around, set the time and date. Like right now, I think I think I it takes me three hours 
to do everybody's content right now. So I go in, I go into my office on Monday, uh, about nine, 10 o'clock, and then I'm done around one. That's for the whole week. So then I'm able to go out, network, make connections, you know, um, DJ if need be, if I have something that come up during the week. But most of my events are Friday and Saturdays for, you know, DJing. And then I do my own events. So I pick and choose when I want to do a Yo Karaoke show or uh, when I want to DJ a party. So I have full autonomy of both businesses, like when it comes to managing my time. And I keep myself on the schedule. So, yeah, Mondays is, is, is dedicated to people. Like, even today, I went into the office today just to do some Memorial Day posts. So, but, yeah, my schedule is very, very flexible. Um, I, that's the part of entrepreneurship that I love. Control over my schedule, and then I pick and choose when I want to work. This is great. I love how you're working, like you said, smarter in a sense of managing your time. You said Mondays, I'm dealing with my corporate clients. You have some fantastic clients, even for the DJ side. You know, I think sometimes DJs don't really know how to even transition into that arena. How did you secure your first corporate client as a DJ? Oh, my, my first corporate client, it was AAA and Applebee's, I want to say. And it was just making connections in, in radio. So I had listeners that want me to do their award banquets or they want me to do their events. And so uh, I would meet with their event planner and just, just to have, and it's funny, I made a reel about this, just being professional, you know, talking to people, being nice, being kind, being funny, you know, and, but still having a level of professionalism to say, Hey, yeah, I'll get you the invoice over. Uh, here's my W9. Most DJs don't know what a W9 is. So I, I teach them things like that. You know, I have a, I have a nonprofit client. And he told me, he said, man, I need you to do a workshop on invoices for DJs. Because, man, some of these invoices I'm getting, he's like, you and one other person, you know, y'all are good. But the rest of them, oh, man, they need some work. So, but, uh, yeah, just always learning and being open to learn and receive new information. Um, I, I have a branding manager that I've been working with. For man, I've known her for about 10 years now, and she's always sharing information on social media and conversing with me about ways that I can improve my brand from a corporate uh, viewpoint. So shout out to Christina of the um, the agency. Like, she really helps me out as far as, like, with the corporate side of things and with DJing. I was able to secure, you know, four-figure checks just from, you know, making that transition over. So, and you'll be surprised just having a W9 and invoicing, like just having those, those things and those knowledge and, you know, those connections definitely, definitely helps. What's some advice you would have for the young people? Because what you're saying is, is really key, but there's some people that is in, is currently in an audio video production Academy at a high school right now, or literally working on their career, a rising career professional that opted not to go to college, but focus on, you know, Pro Tools, Fruity Loops, and recording, and then, you know, working with the DJ equipment. What's some advice you have for these individuals? So, it's, it's, a, uh, it's three main things. Well, yeah, I'll keep it at three. So, one, be very specific on your goals. Don't just set a vague goal and 
and then try to run with it because you're not going to know if you reach that mark. You know, like one thing I've, I've learned when people say they, you know, they're out chasing money or they're out getting a bag, that's fine. But how much <laughs> are you chasing? Like, what is the amount? You know, you can't just say, I want to make more money than I made last year. Well, all right, if you made 50K and then you made 50,500, you technically made more than what you made last year. So get specific on what it is you want to accomplish, you know, and uh, have a plan. Uh, how, how are you going to accomplish this goal? What steps are you going to take? And um, create a blue ocean. I read a book called Blue Ocean Strategy, and it, it's about how to make the competition irrelevant. A lot of a lot of us we operate in a red ocean where we're competing with the same thing. If you notice, uh, even I see artists talk about this all the time. How the rap game is saturated, or the DJ game is just a lot of DJs is, is saturated. Yeah, it's saturated because you're always doing the same thing. You're pulling from the same audience. That's how Yo Karaoke came about. Yo Karaoke was nobody was doing karaoke at all in the urban demographic. Nobody was catering to them in that way. And where I created it in Ronald Rapids, North Carolina, it it just wasn't being done. So all the DJs are over here. I was like, eh, eh, I'm gonna go over this way. I went left. So you have to create that blue ocean. You have to find an audience that's being underserved or not being served at all. And then you have to create a lane that there's not a lot of traffic. In. So you have to assess the marketplace to see, you know, okay, what what problems are people having in this field? How can I be the solution? If you're in a nine to five uh, workplace and you want to climb the ladder, figure out a problem that's in the workplace that you can solve. You know, um, learn how to sell and negotiate. Sales has no cap with the amount of money you can bring in. Learn how to be a, a good salesperson. And all that is is creating and making connections. Nobody is nobody's going to, um, you know, be that salesperson where you're just constantly selling the product. Nah, people, they buy things from salesmen because they have a connection. Car salesmen, you know, they have people that go to them and buy all their cars. When people open in bank accounts, you have bankers that, you know, have clients that they open their accounts, they open their kids' accounts. The, the next generation, they're like they're a generational banker because of relationships. So learn how to sell, but also make connections and build relationships. Because I shied away from selling radio advertising. And once I jumped into it, I was like, man, I should have did this years ago. Because now I'm getting people that want to buy ads. I ain't even really got to say a whole lot. Like, yeah, it's, it's this amount. All right, cool. And I'm getting the I'm getting the money notifications through the for phone. So, so yeah, just be specific on what you want to accomplish. You know, be uh, come up with a plan and create a blue ocean. Get out of that red ocean where you're competing with everybody and learn how to sell and negotiate. And I think success will be, man. It won't just be a one-time thing. You'll create a successful lifestyle. This is some fine advice right here. I think um, you leveraged what you've done really well. And I'm really excited. Every time someone attended Virginia State University with me, tell me about their story. Um, don't like the part where you said you was going to go to Norfolk. But outside of that, you know, I think that was great. 
Um, tell them your website for those that are super excited about your karaoke since it travels, right? So tell them your website, tell them how to connect with you for social media. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so you can go to dj321.com, just spell out the two. I'm working on the Yo Karaoke website. Um, if, so if you go to yo-karaoke.com, it'll just say launching soon. But that is in the work. I wanted to launch it this month, um, but it just kind of got away from me. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to envision what I wanted to, you know, look like and, you know, create an online experience with that too. But I will complete it this summer. So uh, I'll be rolling that out. And then, um, you know, TP Group, tpgrpnc.com. Uh, if you want to learn more about what I do on the social media management, website management as well. And so all the socials are, are connected on those sites. So if you go on up there, you will see my Instagram, you'll see my Facebook. So all of that is connected. It's all in one area. You can also buy tickets to my events on my DJ website too. So, and then for those, for the business owners that, you know, need somebody to update their socials and their website you can go on tpgroup.com and nc.com and you can pick your plan and then i'll onboard you invite you to your portal we can communicate you can pay your invoice through there so uh again that's the professionalism aspect of it that you know hey just gotta have in place so that you gotta take your business serious if you want others to take it serious Thank you so much, Trayvon. I'm really excited. Everyone, please go to DJ321.com. That's DJ, the number three, and then spell out T-W-O-1.com. And uh, definitely check the link at the bottom of this episode because I'm going to put it all there. Uh, the Young Karaoke should definitely be televised. So I hope you record some great clips. I definitely implore you, empower you to turn it into a show series somehow because you're on to something and I'm really excited for you. And thank you. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, your karaoke TV show is in the world. I haven't really told anybody, but I am working on something. Yeah, we're visionaries over here, so we saw that coming. <laughs> okay, you guys, until next time, this is the CTE Experience. Where my keys at? Still up in so fast, switched up, so what? Nintendo, nothing to defend, yo, I'm counting to the end. Gotta love where I'm at, cause I know where I've been. Gotta love my stuff pops, cause he told me get it in. Even though I wasn't his, he bred me, born to win. Went to V-State, went a dollar minus ten. Learned early what it was to find family through a friend's Lord knows. Did nothing, did nothing, no.